My name's Andy Wild, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Repeat. The listeners are heading for a wild night out. Welcome everyone to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. My name's Ross McLeod and today I'm joined by the Stovey-powered Superman, the best thing to come out of five since Wraith Rovers won the League Cup in 1994. He is the dad bod god. He is Andy Wilde. How you doing, man? I'm great, mate. Thanks very much for having me. Not at all. Just before we begin, do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, all under Andy the Wild Man. Brilliant. And you can find our podcast on all three of those social media platforms. Just search suplex retweet give us a follow give us a like get involved in the conversation we live tweet most wwe shows we are at most icw shows most independent shows across scotland you see us out and about give us a wee hello and you can also find our previous episodes our massive back catalog at suplex retweet on itunes anchor spotify and all good android podcasting sites please give us a bit of feedback we welcome it all and give us a rating preferably five stars so we'll start this interview andy the way we start all our interviews and it's just asking why are you passionate about pro wrestling and where does that passion come from? That's a great question. A lot of questions, the first questions you do on podcasts is the who's your favourite wrestler and why kind of thing. So that's nice to hear. My real passion for competitive sports came from the film Bloodsport. I'm sure you've seen yep. that one. It's uh, it's one my dad introduced me to at a very young age, probably a too younger age. Mm-hmm. But I woke up the way that everybody kind of wakes up after watching Rocky, like ready to, to become a boxer and a fighter. And uh, I joined like every single martial arts club I could find in the area. Like that's it. I wanted to join the committee and be like ripped like Jean Claude Van Damme and do like like spinning kicks and stuff and slow mo and scream and shout and that. So the closest thing I found to that after a little while of realizing that martial arts really isn't like that. It's just like men wearing pajamas rolling around with each other. <laughs> I found pro wrestling, which is men wearing pants rolling around with each other. So I thought that was a much uh, much more a much better yeah, avenue. Much, to much more true to life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, you know what it's like at the pub. If somebody puts still like spills your pint or that, you strip down to your pants before you you get aggressive with yeah, them. That, so that was bang on. So I, I found wrestling, and that gave me the same kind of happiness and excitement as I got from watching that film as a kid. And it was something that I really wanted to do as I grew up. And how it didn't help me through. If anybody's read any of my blogs or knows anything about my past and my family life and whatnot, it gave me an outlet. It gave me something to look forward to, and uh, that's what made me passionate about it. Brilliant. So, so you mentioned your dad showing it to you way too young. You have a, a young child. Will you be showing him Bloodsport anytime soon? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, we, we, we tried him with a few 12s. I think he watched Ghostbusters the other night and he shouted on me just about five minutes ago, <laughs> uh, thinking there was people in his room. But no, I think we'll keep uh, we'll keep Bloodsport for a little bit later down the line. Fair enough, fair enough. So you recently won Fighting Spirit's Most Underutilised Superstar 2018. Obviously, it's nice to be recognised, that your talent's recognised, but is it, a, is it a bittersweet award given the fact that You've been given in the chance, like promotions like Discovery, where you won the Hotter Than Hell tournament, you've main evented with Joe Coffey. Is it bittersweet to still be overlooked in more promotions such as ICW? I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, I, like, don't get me wrong, I'm really, really happy to get to the point now, again, where I'm getting mentioned in these kind of magazines and polls and things like that. And, and fans are kind of clicking on about how much wrestling means to me and, and what I can do when I'm put in the right place at the right time. I think it's been a kind of thing throughout my whole career as a wrestler where I've not been not underutilized but used in a way that might help other people you know I'm, I'm a I'm a wrestler that I could really kind of go in with with any wrestler and it, it'll be all right if you know what I mean like yeah. um, and I've been used like that in a lot of companies over the years but then we look at like a couple of weeks back and I get put in in a match with Joe Coffey an amazing talent in a great company in front of great fans in the, in the right venue at the right time 
and I feel like I put on a lifetime career of like kind of performance. So yeah, it's frustrating. I know that I'm main event talent. Like I'm not, I'm not somebody to be overconfident or be careful. I've been doing this long enough, and I know my ability, and I'm ready to run with the ball. I've never been more ready in my life. I just, I just hope some more promoters see the match with Joe and um, and realise the same. Fair enough. I was at that event. It was an absolutely amazing main event match. So many times. Oh, thank you. So many. Times. Was it? What was it like on the crowd side of things? Obviously the. The atmosphere was brilliant as a wrestler being in the ring, but did it feel bigger because of the way the rest of the crowd were reacting? I think it was the fact that it felt that the match could end either way for any moment. Mm -hmm. Near the end, there were so many close calls and obviously Joe's been champion there for so long. We felt, is is this the night? Because there is always that thing when someone is in WWE UK, it's like, are they going to go there full time? Is is this the night it ends? And just the anticipation and then the, I think it was like a half the crowd were elated that Joe won and half the crowd were like, oh, he was so close, Andy was so close. Yeah, 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 that's the feeling I got kind of standing out there, you know? Yeah, it, it was an amazing match. Thank you, man. So, just to build on that, the last time you spoke to us here at Suplex Retweet, Sarah referenced how 2018 was sort of a comeback tour for you. Mm-hmm. You won the Disco Derby, you won Hotter Than Hell over in Discovery, but obviously we mentioned... ICW, you didn't have a match at the Hydro, you were involved, but you didn't have a match. So with that being said, how would you rate your 2018? I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I got given opportunities in some companies. I finally found the found the kind of gut to, to take opportunities in other companies and, and maximise time that I was given in the ring or on the microphone or in a promo or whatever. I kind of, like, it was, it was actually Jackie Polo that said to me, it's like, mate, you're at the point now where You've got to do something different than what you've been doing because what you've been doing is great, but it's not different enough. You need to just take a risk and go for it. So every opportunity I had in the ring, I'd just, just give it my absolute all as though it was not like my last match. It was like I just gave it like as though like Triple H was sitting in the crowd and I had to make an impression if that makes sense, you know? So yeah, 2018 was great. It was really, really good. Enough. So obviously we mentioned 2018 there. One of the goals you mentioned in your previous interview here at Suplex Retweet was returning as a heavyweight. Is there any new goals for 2019 or is it just a case of let's build on the positives of 2018? Yeah, it's definitely build on the positives of 2018. I think I, I broke down a lot of barriers in 2018 of like I was, I think I was chasing my tail or I felt like I was chasing my tail to show everybody that I was back after the kind of time I took off between whatever it was, 2014, 2016 or whatever it might have been. But now I feel like I'm back and now it's not a case of having to prove myself. I feel like I've done that now. It's a case of now I want to chase down gold and companies. I want to be a champion. I want to face the best talent. I want to show everybody what I've got. So yeah, I want to build on last year, but goals wise, I want to be at the top of every single company in the in the UK. Right. We mentioned obviously your match with Joe Coffey a bit earlier on. You recently faced and defeated former Zero D champion and brother of Joe, Mark Coffey, at the December 23rd show of ICW. After the match, we saw a new side of Mark. He took a bit of his frustrations out on you. Is that something that's still on your mind and you plan on avenging? Or is it a case of focusing on your own goals and dealing with Mark later? Yeah, it's definitely on my mind. I mean, it seems like it's like becoming a popular thing now. To do an ICW, if you're if you're starting to lose your match against Andy Wild, bring out some other people to help you. Or if you get close to winning it, or he beats you, just just hit him at the end, or get some people out. I mean, 
we look back even as far as me wrestling Kenny Williams mm-hmm. and then we had like Bram and, and Yeston came out and jumped me after the match for, for kind of no apparent reason. Again, there, there's a little bit after that match where Wolfgang came out and, and there was a bit of a miscommunication there as well. I didn't know if it was one of their guys or if it was if he was out there to help me. So I think I kind of, I think he went to grab me and I kind of shoved him back. So yeah, that, that's on my mind. I haven't seen Wolfgang since. So yeah, that's on my mind along with Mark Coffee. But then the square goes coming up. So it's a perfect time to put a lot of this stuff to rest. I feel like I've put the whole Dallas and his boys thing to rest. But if there's a point I'm in the ring with them and there's there's me and the, the three of them and Mark Coffey and, and Wolfgang, I'm going to be kind of fighting, fighting to stay in there. Okay. And obviously Mark Coffey being the former Zero G champion, he actually mentioned before the match he doesn't believe in automatic rematch clauses. And you did beat the former champion. He did say if someone could beat him, that person would be front of the line. Yeah. You think uh, once the square goes done, if you're unsuccessful there, you could be first in line for whoever wins Zero G Championship match that night? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I made my voice heard last night at ICW backstage. You wouldn't have seen it because it wasn't kind of part of the show, but I did speak to ICW management after my match and um, made it made it kind of known that let's not go back on what we've said. That's, that's my opportunity and it needs to happen. So I'm kind of working away at breaking down the barriers for that. But then the other thing that I highlighted a couple of days ago in the tweet is... Number one contender to zero G. If I manage to win the square go, I'm the number one contender to the heavyweight. We look, <laughs> I could be in a, I could be in the best position of my career in the next couple of months uh, with these two opportunities. So who knows? Who knows with wrestling? Who knows with what I can do now in the position that I'm in now and the size I am and my ability? Um, anything is kind of possible. So yeah, the next time we talk, I could have two belts over my shoulder. Fair enough. So on January 13th at uh, the ICW tapings, we saw a bit of frustration when you, alongside Kieran Kelly, took to the mic and you absolutely let loose on Mark Palace. This is sort of side we've not really seen Andy Wilde. Was that a frustration thing? And if so, how long had that frustration been building? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that was a massive frustration thing. I watched it back myself and I'd, even my missus said to me, like, I've never heard you swear that much before. <laughs> but I don't know, I was like a bit like, oh, God, I wish I hadn't sworn that much. But it was a, it was a real, real frustration thing. I think the thing that kind of got me the most was seeing how he was treating Kieran, like young Kieran. He's an amazing talent. He's very, very young. He's very impressionable and wants to do well. This this uh, kind of ongoing thing with me and Mark Dallas has been happening since like 2012. You know what I mean? It's not a, it's not a new thing. It's now just in front of the fans' eyes. Whereas um, whereas beforehand, it was all backstage and I was getting off of promised matches and getting on some shows and off some shows. And yeah, so it kind of all, I kind of saw a little bit of my, myself in Kieran uh, that night and and yeah I let loose and, and I think um, I think I represented everybody in the crowd that wanted to, to get their get their boss told so yeah it felt, it felt great if I'm honest but, but yeah I wish I hadn't sworn as much because I can't show the videos but I'm not you represented everyone that wanted to shout at their boss you were like a stovey powered Steve Austin exactly yeah, I like that I like that I might steal that for a tweet I hope you have copyright oh no you fire away man it's your <laughs> So, luck was on your side the other night, February 3rd, you and Kevin Kelly, the odds stacked against you, against Kez, Leighton and Ravy Davey, but he's managed to pick up the win, he's retained your ICW contracts, and in, 
in doing so, you qualified for February 24th square goal. How satisfying did that feel? And at the same time, how good was it to do it against Mark Dallas's sort of hand-picked guys? Oh, it was amazing. There was obviously the, the shock of, of Kez Evans getting added to the match. We had, Me and Kieran spoke and had a kind of game plan of how we were going to attack the match. And when Kez came out, albeit I wasn't overly worried because I, I knew what my myself and Kieran's ability was we, we did have to kind of switch things up so we had a quick kind of you may watch it back on the video we had a quick like one minute in the ring where we kind of like huddled down we're like right what we're going to do we'll do this 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 and this right sound let's see how that works and, uh, and luckily it luckily it worked out yeah to, to do it and to get my my place in the square go and not only do that but stick it to Dallas a bit I was absolutely elated. I think I actually just like rolled out the ring, jumped the barrier and like was dancing around the crowd. The guy that I jumped the barrier in front of just about shit himself. <laughs> so it was all me kind of diving over. I saw the look in his eyes like, what the fuck did I do? Like, I was like, no, I'm not, gonna, I'm not coming up to, to attack you, mate. I just want to dance around with you a bit. Yeah, so it was, yeah, no, it was amazing. It was really, really good. So yeah, and I'm buzzing for the square go. I can't wait. I was actually in that section of the crowd you do- dove into. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't the guy that was at the front of the barrier, although I was a guy that had to move because when Kieran dove into the crowd as well, I a full paint I recently just bought almost was a casualty. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, we owe you one then. We owe you one. No, 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 no. Trust me, I never bought a paint. It was, it was saved completely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, we're talking about Kieran there. You said you saw, obviously, the broken promises Dallas gave you when you were teaming with Kieran. Well, sort of aligns with him as of late. Now, we know there's no partners or friends in the square goal. It's every man for himself. But once the square goal passes, could we see the team of shotgun and the wild man going forward? Yeah, there may well be. I mean, um, if I was to to get attacked by like Dallas's guys again, I'd, I'd hope he'd come out and, and help me. And, and you better believe I'd be there for him as well, whether it's backstage or, or in the ring. But yeah, like you say, in the square go, we've already talked about this. Me and Kieran spoke about it last night. After the match, we kind of had the usual kind of congratulations. Well done. That's really good. And uh, it was kind of a shake of a hand and a, and a bit of respect, but like, see you at the next show. But we're, we're not we're not a tag team in that one. But yeah, yeah, in the future there might there may well be the the, the shotgun and the tank <laughs> once again. So obviously there's there's Kieran Kelly, and you sent out a tweet earlier on on your social media platform saying mentioning the King of Honors tournament, and your tweet simply said Bagsy, Rudo, and Kieran. Is this a team you've thought about for a while, or is it just simply a case of I'm grabbing two of the best while they're available? <laughs> Oh, mate, like, I mean, what, what what more do you need out of a team, right? So if you're going to sit down, you're going to write an all, all-round team. You've got speed, agility and passion from Kieran. You've got the size and strength and power from me. And then you've got the mouth of uh, the mouth of Red Lightning. It's the perfect three-way team. You know, we wouldn't even need to get Red in the ring. You could just sit with a microphone and tear the guys apart from the, from the sidelines that we're wrestling. And that would be... That'll be enough. But no, I saw Reds finally seeing what we've all been seeing or a lot of us have been seeing for a while on the last Fight Club show. Uh, I'll not do any spoilers for anybody that's not seen it yet that's going to watch it on demand. But you'll see a side of Red that I knew that was there and uh, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But yeah, yeah, it was it was a quite, it was a jokey tweet. But um, but yeah, the, the texts have been sent. Fair enough. And obviously with the King of Honours tournament coming up, if it's yourself and Kieran, I mean, and you need someone that hates Mark Dallas as much as you. I don't think there's there's anyone that's locked horns with him as many times as Red Lightning has. No, that's true. Right. So we talked about teaming with Kieran. We talked about teaming with Rudolph. There's a certain one fall super show coming up on March 22nd. You're booked in that, as is a certain Jackie Polo. So if the Kieran thing doesn't work out, could we see the Wild Boys back together anytime soon? Or is this just a one-off reunion for one fall? Oh, we don't, we don't know about that. Jackie's brilliant. 
Jackie, after like years of uh, years of me trying to make my way back slowly, I, I explained it all in, in kind of past podcasts and stuff. But Jackie, kind of that match where I tagged up with him, helped me enjoy wrestling for the for the fun side of it. And once again, so I can't wait for one fall. Me and Jackie haven't done much together since. We've seen each other a couple of times backstage. We've got a real connection. We um, find all the same things funny and we've got a lot in common. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but, yeah, in the future, the Wild Boys uh, might come back together again. Just while obviously we've got you, in April of last year, Jackie sort of took a change of direction, should we say. He started <laughs> yeah. referring to himself as law around these parts and coming out with a cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah. What was your thoughts the first time you seen that and what was your thoughts of the character overall? I thought it was unbelievable. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I couldn't quite... You never know with Jackie, like... Whether he's uh, whether he's doing things for fun or he's doing things to have a like a proper shoot dig at somebody, he's so uh, you, you just don't know with him. Um, but that first match, I think when he came out, did he come out in the double J tracksuit? Was the first the first showing of that character? Yeah. I think was that the first showing, or was he was he doing it beforehand? I think I think that was the first. Wasn't yeah, it? the Baromania one was. Uh, it was ah. it was just sort of out of nowhere. <laughs> was this personal? Ah. Exactly. I, think, uh, I thought it was brilliant. If Jackie's really, really, really good at adapting himself, there's a lot to be said about a, a wrestler that can make people like them for a long period of time. But there's a there's a lot to, a lot more to be said about somebody that can a wrestler that can make people dislike him, like really dislike him for a long period of time without doing the same repetitive shtick, you know. So yeah, Jackie's brilliant at that. He can he can and he will pull more stuff out the bag that nobody expects. And nobody understands, but it's brilliant anyway. Brilliant. We'll come up to our last question just before we get a, a wee quick fire round. So sure. the square goal, we keep mentioning, the square goal will be on the 24th of February and SWG3. If you're not getting tickets, you can get them now. Ticket Scotland, Ticket Master, anywhere. You've been in this type of match before. What would you say is your strategy going into this year's square goal? The strategies I've found in the past, like I think, like experience I've had with the square goal matches, you need to kind of just stay out of the way. Um, there's a real habit of wrestlers when I don't know what the what the point in it is, but when when the, it goes five, four, three, two, one, and somebody walks out, wrestlers make their way to the middle of the ring, and the guy slides in and starts going mental. Um, I don't I don't <laughs> understand that. I'm going to stay out of the way. The the good thing for me as well is I'm 20 stone, so there's only there's only a select amount of people in the roster that could physically lift me over the top rope. So my strategies are going to be. Uh, without giving too much away, obviously, because I know some of the boys will listen to this, um, will be stay out of the way, hide as much as possible, albeit not very easy when you're the size of me. But hide, and then if somebody comes and grabs me, I'm going to grab them and I'm going to chuck them over the top rope in any way, which way I can. And, and luckily for me, I can do that in a lot of different ways and a lot of different angles. So, yeah, I'm confident this year. I think I'm, I think I'm going to have a really good showing, even if I don't win it. But I, I feel like there's a good chance I can. But even if I don't win it, I think I'm going to have a good showing. I think anybody that puts their hands on me is going to be making a mistake in that in that match. Have you put any thought into maybe doing a hornswog or a Jerry Lawler and maybe hiding under the ring for a second or two? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I would, but I'm, I'm terribly claustrophobic. Oh, right, so <laughs> I can't do I can't do hikes, so I can't do any ladder matches. So I hope they don't ask me to do anything like that because I just have to tap out and no hide under the ring. I'd, I'd end up having a panic attack. I think so. No, I'm just going to have to. I'd rather head on face whatever it is, twenty nine other guys than than go, than go under the ring. Fair enough. So 
We'll do a wee bit of quick fire just before we finish off. Chinese or Indian? Chinese. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? Oh, uh, I don't play either. <laughs> shit. Um, Jacob's got a Switch, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you're not supposed to do in quick fire and Nintendo Switch. <laughs> it's your interview, mate. You you give any answer you want. <laughs> Only because he's been teaching me how to play Odyssey. I've been like whatever the cap called is a cappy or something. Mario's hat. So I get to be Mario's hat while he does <laughs> everything else. Uh, favorite venue <laughs> to wrestling? Um, Barrowlands. Uh, favourite ICW show you've been a part of? Uh, smells Like Teen Spirit, I think it was. Me versus Noam versus Christopher. I think it's when I won the Zero G for the first time. Um, yeah, for me that was not overall, but that's the one that jumps out of my head. Other than Kieran Kelly, who's the ICW talent to watch for this year? Lane Buzzard. And who is the best wrestler in the world today, in your opinion? Oh man, that's a hard one. Best wrestler in the world today? Shit. Rey Mysterio, greatest of all time, you think? As a, but not, not as an all-round, probably for what he does. Shit, as an all-round. I think Fergal Devitt, Finn Balor. Rey Mysterio and Finn Balor, both brilliant choices, both yeah. definitely up there. So yeah. that is going to do it for us. Thank you very much, Andy, for joining us today. Um, just give the give the folks uh, a mention. Whereabouts can they find you on Twitter? You can find me on all my social media outlets as Andy the Wild Man. Fair enough. And you can find all our social media accounts at Suplex Retweet on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor and all good Android podcasting sites. Just search Suplex Retweet, give us a wee rating, give us a wee like, give us a wee subscribe. You can find Andy March 22nd. He's going to be at one fall. He's going to be at the square goal. And if all goes well, he could be number one contender and on every ICW show going forward. So thanks for joining us, Andy. We'll see you again, mate. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me, mate. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of dick tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions. Get on it right now!